Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. As Christmas approaches, temperatures plummet and snow falls, it's hard to fathom just how hard life is for the people of Ukraine. The nation is being continually plunged into darkness as Vladimir Putin targets the nation's energy system with missiles, drone strikes. Today we touch base again with Olga Polotska, a resident in the capital Kyiv. And we speak to a former energy expert at the US Embassy in Ukraine about the long winter ahead. Hello? Hi, Olga. Hello. Hi. Hello, Sam. Hello. Hi, Olga. How are you doing? Uh, well, okay, I would say just well, because that's difficult to find the uh, correct words at the moment. Uh, I bet. Well, Ukrainians are bracing for some harsh days ahead with power and heating still in short supply. But Ukraine is still struggling to restore power supplies. After weeks of Russian attacks on critical infrastructure, the worst of which inflicted the most widespread damage on this country since the war began. We've spoken to you a few times during this war, first when it had just begun and it was just such a shock, and then six months into the conflict. But now I guess it's a real struggle because you're entering that really harsh, cold winter again? Yes, we do. Well, uh, only God knows how harsh and cold the winter is going to be. Mm. So although the temperatures have already dropped below zero here in Ukraine, but at night it might be minus just well, three, four degrees mm. below zero. Yeah, so it's it's really, really cold. Tell me, Olga, about these power outages What's it been like? We know the Russians are targeting the infrastructure to cause major problems with power. What have you been experiencing? So, well, that that's absolutely true. They are targeting the infrastructure and, well, the attempts have been made several times, which makes me think that this is really a systemic, kind of a systemic plan. Mm. And that's, uh, I would say, of course, that's frightening and very unpleasant. There was a schedule of power cuts uh, for specific uh, districts, regions, even, well, sometimes parts of streets, uh, four times a day uh, without electricity. Uh, and what was happening in Kiev is that, well, of course, well, the, the power was cut in most of the city and uh, there was no running water. And what is very, very unpleasant is that in many houses, especially the newly built ones, not the old ones, uh, people are not having uh, heating at the moment. Late uh, last week, they lasted for someone 24, for someone 84, for someone 12 hours. Mm -hmm. In big cities, when it's dark, the number of road accidents has increased six times. Mm. It's completely dark. It might be snowing. Drivers literally don't see the people and people don't literally see the drivers. And it's because of the, uh, well, inhumane, absolutely inhumane, uh, well, uh, techniques, let me put it like that. So the enemy is uh, trying to conquer Ukraine. But, uh, well, this will not definitely work because, well, well we're living and we're surviving. People mm -hmm. are good adapters, I would say. This is a difficulty. This is just, well, zero comfort. But this is a matter of survival. 
I'm Surya Jayanti, sea expert, primarily focused on Europe and especially Eastern Europe, formerly a U.S. diplomat, uh, most relevantly the energy chief at U.S. Embassy in Kyiv, Ukraine. Surya, winter normally stops or at least stalls wars, doesn't it? Napoleon's invasion of Russia in 1812, Hitler's invasion of the Soviet Union, it stalled in 1941. But this war, it's continuing and Vladimir Putin is using the weather as a weapon. Russia, after an incredibly fumbling and bumbling, albeit atrocious and destructive invasion, seems to have finally lit upon a strategy that is getting it what perhaps only it could want, which is the destruction of Ukraine as a habitable country. Mm. And it's doing that primarily by attacking the life systems of the country. And that is very much the energy infrastructure. So that is electricity. It's also heating. And as a side note, in many cases, it also includes water. And that's knocking out essentially all communications and all connectivity in large swaths of Ukraine. Mm, So he's using missiles and kamikaze drones to hit these targets and then to cause major disruption to the electricity grid. Absolutely. There are millions of people without power in Ukraine uh, at any given moment now. And in fact, one thing that's worth noting is that because Ukraine is a former Soviet country, its heating systems in most areas, at least most of the more built up areas, are run municipally. They're centralized heating systems that are done with, uh, with steam put through the pipes into radiators and they are turned on and off at a building level. So one of the things that's happening is that Putin's army has been targeting what are called combined power and heating plants that simultaneously, when hit, knock out electricity to that entire area and in some cases that entire region, but also the heating systems. And as I'm sure you know, although perhaps it's hard to imagine in Australia, Ukraine is shockingly cold in winter. Mm. It is incredibly cold. And so without heating... It is very, very difficult for people to live there through the next few months. Mm, So what's his aim, Vladimir Putin's aim here? Has he waited for winter to do this? Ukraine says this amounts to genocide. It certainly is one of the pieces of evidence that what Putin is trying to do is wipe Ukraine and the Ukrainian people and the Ukrainian culture off the map. Mm. I think he had originally wanted to absorb Ukraine because, of course, he doesn't recognize the distinction. But I think it's not so much that he waited for winter. I think it's that all else has failed to secure him his victory. And so now what he is doing is the equivalent of trying to starve the victim to death. Mm, The regional director of the World Health Organization, Hans Kluger, he says the next few months could be life-threatening for millions of Ukrainians. And he thinks actually millions of Ukrainians will again have to flee. They'll have to get out of there. The destruction of houses and lack of access to fuel or electricity due to damaged infrastructure could become a matter of life or death. The coming brutal winter. The estimates are that more people will die for want of electricity and heat this winter than have so far been killed 
by Russian military advances and atrocities. So yes, this could be catastrophic. Do we know exactly how much has been destroyed so far? And can you give me a sense of how quickly the Ukrainians can actually repair the damage that's done? How quickly can they get the heating back on? Almost everything has been hit so far. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that it has necessarily been destroyed. But Ukraine has four nuclear power plants. Everyone has now heard the name Zaporizhia. Mm -hmm. Zaporizhia nuclear power plant has been taken offline. One of the uh, reactors at the Ukraine southern nuclear power plant has been taken offline. So that's roughly a quarter of Ukraine's generation capacity missing. Then there are 14 thermal power plants, plants that burn coal or oil or natural gas. And every single one of those at this point has been damaged. They are not all offline, but most of them currently are. So that takes off about another 25% of Ukraine's generation capacity. So that means that Ukraine has very little generation capacity and is now having to do emergency electricity imports from Slovakia and from Romania and from a few other places, Poland, of course. Mm. And that's before you get to the damage that's been done to the transmission capacity. Almost every single substation in Ukraine has been hit. The transmission lines themselves have also been hit, which is like hitting the arteries and then also the veins of of the nervous system. So the transmission lines are fairly easy to fix. That said, there's a serious game of whack-a-mole. It's it's very difficult Mm -hmm. for Ukraine with... Uh, you know, finding itself under siege with limited capacity and limited resources in the dark and in the cold and in the snow to be able to fix each and every transmission line immediately. It's incredible, isn't it? As you say, it is so cold in winter in Ukraine. It must be very, very difficult for the people there. The Ukrainian president, he's warning there's much more to come. Uh, he says that the defence forces are ready and they've worked out all the scenarios. What can it actually do to protect itself? One of the biggest things that Ukraine has going for it is the fact that it is now integrated with the European electricity grid. Mm -hmm. And that was accomplished on March 16th, about a year ahead of schedule. Coincidentally, Ukraine disconnected from the Russian and Belarusian grid the day of the invasion, February 24th. That connection to the European grid allows Ukraine to import electricity. That is not a long-term solution because electricity in most of Europe is considerably many times more expensive than electricity in Ukraine. And of course, Ukraine is not in a position to buy electricity long-term from Europe. But as a short-term stopgap measure, that grid interconnection is absolutely critical. I'm not a military expert, so I'll avoid opining Mm. foolishly on what the military solutions might be. But from an energy perspective, Ukraine has done a good job of, to the extent possible, given the global energy crisis, securing enough gas. It it won't be enough, but it's more than was expected uh, for, for the winter. And it has been evacuating people from areas that it doesn't think are habitable. Mm. I think the single most important thing that Ukraine has at this point is morale. Whereas 
Russia seems to be hoping to make Ukraine so unbearable and uninhabitable that the Ukrainians begin to crack and crumble and maybe give up. At least for now, the effect of his targeting the energy and heating infrastructure is to make Ukrainians stand all the more firm. As long as the Ukrainians can keep up the fighting spirit, that is the best thing they have. Surya Jayanti served as the energy unit chief at the US Embassy in Kiev. Olga Polotska is the director of the Ukraine National Research Foundation and a longtime resident of the Ukrainian capital. The US is spending close to 80 million Australian dollars in a race to fix Ukraine's battered electricity grid. By the end of November, Russia had hit more than 200 separate targets relating to Ukraine's energy infrastructure. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer this week is Sydney Pete. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.